This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Lime Podcast. Hey, I am so excited to have Erica here. Tell me the name of your business. Is it 1011? Is that yes. correct? Yeah, 1011 makeup oh and gosh. hair. Yeah. I love it. So back you- in the day, yeah. you could put a period, like it was like blogs and stuff. So it was like 10 period 11. And now, you know, with Instagram and stuff, it, everyone's like 1011. And I'm like, no, yeah. no. But like when I first started like on blogs and things like that, I was always like the first to show up in the um, directory because numbers are before letters. And so it was like, it was the greatest. Um, now, now people are like uh, 100 and what (laughs) one I'm like, no, it's 10, 11. (laughs) Does it have a meaning? So when I was first starting out, I had just like applied for cosmetology school. My husband and his really good friend were doing photography at the time. And their names are the 10th and the 11th letter of the alphabet. So they were 10, 11 photo. And then I started doing hair and makeup and, um, and my husband was like, you should change your name. Cause I started off as Erica Lynn styles uh-huh. and he was like, no, one's going to take you seriously with Erica Lynn styles and your Dahlia. That is your logo. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> um, so I started doing 10, 11 makeup. And we were 1011 studios and like very shortly after they were like, oh yeah, we hate shooting weddings. So they stopped doing photo. And at that point I was like, well, I started booking stuff. So I'm just going to keep this name. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started. I love that. I also love the advice to get your name out of it. I always tell people don't have your name in your business name, because what if you sell it one day or what if you grow and you have like a team or, right. you know, whatever it just, you, yeah. I mean, even like Kim Kardashian doesn't have like Kim Kardashian bodysuits, you know, it's skin. Totally. Exactly. So I think exactly. it's smart. I love that. Yeah. Well, I, I did that. I did that too. Like I have a team and I, at, in the very beginning, people would be like, well, we want, you know, Erica. And I feel like because my brand grew and not just my name, people now are just kind of like, yeah, anyone you know, so yeah, they trust you sure and the team you've made and everything. Yeah. Okay. Let's back up a little bit. Where sure. are you from? And give us the background of how did you even get into hair and makeup? And then to really the level sure. you're at doing weddings, celebrities and making a full-blown business out of it. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to do hair and makeup. I was like the, you know, six-year-old, like shoving my papa into my cabbage patch kids house like styling parent playing hairdresser and putting like, I have a picture of my papa with like barrettes all over his hair. Um, so right out of high school or like right before the end of high school, I had said like, I think I'm going to go to cosmetology school. And my dad was like, um, maybe you should consider college first. And I'm so glad because, you know, college isn't for everyone, but for me in that time, like I definitely had a lot of maturing to do. So I'm glad for the time that it took me to get through college 
I actually went through my master's and got my master's in, um, like an emphasis in marketing. And then I, um, got married and was working, doing marketing for a company and just hated it, but it was in the wedding industry. And I was like, Oh, I love, I love weddings, but I hate what I'm doing. And my husband was just kind of like, what are, what are you doing? Like, just go to cosmetology school. It's what you always talk about. I was always the person who like did my friend's hair and makeup, like in school dances and things like that. So I enrolled in cosmetology. And then while I was in school, I started my business slowly, like taking shoots here and there, um, building my portfolio. And then by the time I was done with cosmetology school, I had um, like booked out like my first kind of like wedding season. Wow. And, I, and what first, year was the cosmetology school? I graduated years, I in um, 2011. Okay. Yeah. Like October, 2011, which is funny because it's 10, 11. Oh yeah. I didn't even know that there. That should be I your know. new story. <laughs> Just, think, that's right? where the name came from. I've had so many, um, but yeah, I was, um, I was, I did board. I was like, um, let's see, seven months pregnant at the time. It was just a whole situation. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, um, I started off originally mainly focusing on weddings. I loved weddings. I loved mm-hmm. brides. Um, and then shortly after starting to do weddings, I realized, oh gosh, like I need people to help me because I can't actually do this by myself. Yeah. So then I started using my friend, Katie, she came along with me and, um, she was helping me. She had her own thing going, but then she'd also do stuff with me on the side. Um, and then there was another girl, Tina, who, um, uh, I, I knew from cosmetology school and then she started doing stuff with me and then another girl named Savannah. And they've literally all been with me for like 13, 14 years now. Wow. Um, and you started all of this in SoCal in SoCal. Yeah. So, um, there was a point when we like did so many weddings and that was when I was kind of like, Oh gosh, like this is too much. And, um, I need to like reconfigure like how we're doing this. And so then eventually I kind of started backing away a little bit and doing more of the like editorial, um, social or not social editorial, like, um, commercial, um, celebrity kind of stuff. And then my girls were focusing more on the, um, the like wedding aspect of it. Um, and we kind of like cut down the amount of weddings that we were doing in a year or two, which was just crazy. Um, and then yeah, fast forward, you know, 13 years. Um, now we have teams on both coasts, which is so fun. Cause now I live in yeah. Tennessee. Followed my mom grew up in Tennessee. Um, and so when they retired out here, um, they, we kind of followed. Yeah. I didn't say this at the beginning, but you're from California also and are now in the Nashville area. I think, when did you move here? Um, can you, sorry, can you hear that pop, like that noise on my Mm -mm. computer? There's like a dinging happening. Sorry. Oh no. Um, (laughs) gosh. No, you're good. We can't hear any dinging. And honestly, I have two of my three boys home today. So if you hear anything, just everyone know I'm doing my best today. It's a Monday and it's, it definitely feels like a Monday. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, okay. Sorry. What was your question? (laughs) No, that's okay. Um, what, when did you guys move to the Nashville area? We moved. So we bought in August, 2020. 
Okay. And we moved in January 21, did some renovations okay. to the house. And then we moved in January, January 21. So you guys are so similar to us. We came between Christmas and new years of 2020. And then we built a house for a year. So we were in an Airbnb yeah. all of 2021, which was not, that Ugh. part was not fun. No. But yeah. Similar timeline. Yeah. And um, I, like I grew up coming here, like my, like I said, my mom's from here. So like all every summer we would come out and visit and I graduated from UT Knoxville. I went to college out oh, here. Wow. Okay. I didn't so know I always, that. You know, like at first was always telling people, cause I felt like sometimes people were like, Oh, you're from California. Like, yeah. um, and so <laughs> I'm always like, well, I'm just moving back. Yeah. Like I actually know the area where for us were, we know, we knew nothing. Like I didn't even know about Nashville. Yeah. How did you guys end up here? (laughs) Well, we, we already knew we wanted to leave before COVID and my husband works in tech. So we had to, oh, how funny. Yeah. We'll have to get them together. And by the way, we also both have three boys. I know we are living. No, we, we need to get together more. Um, yeah. So we knew we had to be next to a major city. We also wanted to be next to a major city because we're from the Bay area. So yeah. I can't imagine going from the Bay area hustle and bustle to literally the middle of nowhere. We probably right. lost our minds. Um, yeah. So we looked at Nashville, we looked at Austin, we looked at Dallas, Carolinas, like kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. but Nashville, we loved instantly, like just the green rolling Hills and the hikes mm-hmm. and, you know, Texas can be so flat and Brown and, yeah. It just yeah, reminds sure. us of home here and everyone's so nice and the schools are so great. So, so it just, good. it won on all categories. So yeah. yeah. Um, okay, good. So now, yeah. So now you're doing work in Southern California and in the national area, which is perfect with yeah. you know doing shows and movies and celebrities, because that's basically the two hot spots. maybe a mm-hmm. little bit in New York, right? Like I know yeah. you were just in New York. I was in, I was in New York last week. I'm going to California LA on Thursday of this week. Oh my gosh. So it's, I mean, it's honestly, when we first moved here, it was rough for a hot minute. Um, you know, cause coming out of COVID, we obviously like everyone else had no work happening for us. And so what happened was a lot of, thankfully nothing canceled, everything just moved. Mm. So when we moved here, we had to sit our boys down and say like, Hey, listen, we're moving. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. However, there's going to be six months where it's going to be kind of hard. And mommy's going to be gone a lot because she already has work that she can't, you know, not take. So I had work that was already booked for 2021. And then all of my 2020 work that moved to 2021. So there was like a six month period of time where, you know, it's funny. I look back and I'm like, gosh, it feels like nothing's booking out here in Tennessee and like what's going on. But I wasn't even here for the first six months. I was literally like, I would fly to California and I would be there for 10 days. I would come home for two weeks. I would go back for 10 days. I would come home for two weeks. I would go back for 10 days. It was so rough, like to the point where one of my kiddos teachers like messaged me and was like, Hey, usually we have people sign up for these things, but I wanted to offer you a spot specifically because your child's been really sad. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh. So I like went into the class and like read a story to the classroom. And when I walked in and he saw me, he like started crying. And then I started crying and the teacher started crying. And it was just this like six month period of time where it was like, 
gosh, this is hard. I'm gone so much. Um, it really opened my eyes to like, kind of like what that looks like and where I wanted my business to go. I love that Um, you're also open about that because I think a lot of times moms that run their own business or have a career or, um, even like a side hustle, there is so much like mom guilt attached to it or just, I feel like we, we, we do a lot of the hard stuff alone and we don't talk mm-hmm. about it even with our friends because they might not understand because they might not mm-hmm. have a business. So to hear, you know, even for myself, like when I launched Lemon, I already had all three boys. My youngest one was one and everyone mm-hmm. thought I was crazy. And it was so hard at first, the first couple months I was at Lemon every single day, yeah. like just hustling. But I always tell moms, I'm like, it's short term. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, like you said, it was six months. That was like so hard, but then it's like, now you're on the other mm-hmm. side and it was totally worth it. There's seasons of it. Right. Like I always talk about that, like kind of ebb and flow where like right now I'm in my kind of crazy three week period of time where I have gone to like, I will have gone to like five different States in three weeks. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like going into it. I kind of start talking about it to my kids. Like, Hey, just, you know, coming up, mom's going to be traveling quite a bit. And then I'm going to be home for a little while, you know, and and I always just kind of try to emphasize, like, isn't it so nice that like, I can come and pick you guys up from school and, yeah, you know, cause even like taking them down to the bus this morning, my middle son was like, mom, are you leaving again soon? And I was like, yeah, bud, leaving on Thursday. And they're like, no, why? And I'm like, well, but I'm here like every day for the next couple of days. And I'm gonna pick you up from school and I can, yeah, you, you know, like I'm available for things that like sometimes like other people aren't available for, cause my schedule is made up from me, you know, yeah, you um, do have that flexibility when you are home, which is so yeah. nice. Yeah. So I try really hard. It's been interesting here. You know, I try not to book myself out too much. What I've noticed though, in my schedule is I notice how when I'm already kind of stacked at that point, I'm already like, well, I'm already gone for most of the day. Might as well just add on another photo shoot in the morning that day. Cause I'm already gone. You know, it's like, I like just yeah. keep stacking myself in those like busy periods, but I really do try to like not travel more than once in a month if I don't have to. Yeah. I was going to ask you, how do you make your schedule? Are you do you have like certain seasons? I'm guessing obviously wedding season is busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then are you like slowed throughout the holidays or are you just busy all the time? I would say like spring and now are usually my busiest seasons. I mean, cause my girls do the majority of the weddings. Mm, got um, it. So for travel, like I was in New York for like a musician and I am going to LA for a wedding, but, um, in, you know, at the end of this week, but I only do like 10, maybe weddings a year Mm -hmm. out of all the weddings that we do. I think we, I think I cap it at like 25. So like, I'm really only doing like not even half of the weddings. Um, but I do try really hard to like, if I'm traveling a lot in a particular month, then I try not to like overbook myself elsewhere. So that way I'm available to like go to the football games and the soccer games and, you know, make a balance. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, right now it's a weird, it's a weird three weeks because I traveled, you know, I went to two different places last week. I'm going to California this week. Um, so it's kind of a unique like scenario, but I don't have too many of those. I love that. And then the, going back to the beginning of your career, 
what do you think kind of set you apart? And when did you have like your first celebrity client? And when did you kind of decide like, oh, I do want to take it to this level, not only with your talent, but on the business side, I would think there's like a balance there. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, you know, I was older, like I was 30 basically when I kind of started my business, I went through schooling. I like grew up a lot. I was pregnant. So I don't really know what it's like to run my company without being already figuring out how to like manage it around childcare and, you know, that balance of being a mom and a working, you know, um, business owner. So I would say that like, I think the thing like with my team specifically is we're very much like relationship based. So all of my business for the most part comes from like word of mouth. I don't Mm -hmm. really advertise. I allocate like more funds towards like being a part of like photo shoots and things like that. But I don't like buy out ad space or things like that. My marketing is more, um, like investment in relationships. So we work a lot with the same planners, um, Mm. and people that we have for like the last 10 plus years. Um, and everyone on my team, I'm very particular. So like everyone on my team does both hair and makeup. They're all licensed and, um, they're all professional. They all, most of them own their own, um, salons themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're really like loyal and responsible and professional in that sense. Um, and I feel like the consistency and the fact that like, it's the same faces year over year. Um, I feel like that's something that definitely kind of sets our team apart. You know, there's not like a, I don't have a heavy turnover of girls. I mean, literally I have no turnover because they're all stuck with me and they've been with me for 13 years. So, um, and that's really rare because I think people are more prone to jumping around these days, not because necessarily something's bad or good. That's just Mm -hmm. kind of the nature of how business works these days. So that's amazing. I do think that I'm like very aware of, um, like I get a read from them, right. I'm constantly talking to them like, Hey, like, are you happy? Like what's worth it for you? Like, how does, you know, like structure wise, as far as like how I, um, like pay out, I feel like I'm, you know, above what like the standard is. Mm -hmm. Um, so I try to compensate them in a way that like makes them feel seen, you know, yeah, and valued Um, and and valued, especially since you have someone for over a decade, it's like Mm -hmm. replacing that it's so impossible almost for sure. For sure. And so I think basically what happened was, you know, we were working specifically in weddings and we made relations with, um, like certain planners. And then, um, our kind of segue into TV was the bachelor franchise. Cool. Okay. We did a couple bachelor bachelorette weddings. And then from there I started realizing like, Oh gosh, I really do actually like the entertainment industry. Cause I was kind of scared of the entertainment industry. I had an experience with the in- entertainment industry when I was in college and it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, just like the attitudes and the mm-hmm. like negativity. There was like, it just wasn't my vibe. I yeah. was like, I would love- I'm sure there's like a lot of ego there. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was just really harsh and it just wasn't a good experience. 
And so I was like, okay, no entertainment industry for me, brides and weddings and love. Like that's <laughs> where I want to be. Um, and so we had that experience and I kind of was like, oh, I really love that. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of started like pursuing a little bit more of those relationships and kind of seeing where that would take us. And, um, you know, we just started kind of booking a little bit more commercial stuff and then a little bit more of the entertainment stuff. Um, and then through relationships, it started turning into, um, like, you know, music videos and things like that. So cool. So I just kind of think it was like this really natural progression, Yeah, but it was like a solid, I mean, probably like five or six years before we started kind of like segueing, you know, into stuff outside of the wedding industry too. Yeah. I love that you also said the best marketing for you and in general is word of mouth. And I think sometimes people forget about that, especially in the social media world and Mm -hmm. influencers and all the things that we can get so far away from that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at the end of the day, you know, if your best friend or your coworker tells you something, you're going to take that way more than Mm -hmm. some influencer saying, check it out or some ad that keeps popping up over and over and over. I actually hate those ads. I'm like, I don't want these leggings. Like stop showing me the same. I wish, is there a way to, I need to figure that out because it's like getting- Now I'm going to get ads for leggings on my phone. So thank you for that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know everything (laughs) we talk about now is going to pop up. I'm such a sucker for those ads. Like, let me tell you, I am Instagram ads, like best, worst- person for it to come out. And it does. I have getting you sometimes because it's like repetitive and you're like, wait, actually I kind of might like it. No, for sure. And then I'm like totally bamboozled because I like buy a blanket that shows up the size of like a pot holder, you know, I'm like, I know. And then it's like sometimes cheap stuff from China, you know, you have to be careful. I know it's like a whole thing. Um, no, but I love that word of mouth is everything, especially in, I'm sure the, you know, with celebrities, it's gotta be like, someone's manager has to know, or, you know, someone that, and I try to really set a standard, you know, at the end of the day, like the client is the like foremost important part of like the whole job. Right. So like, it's not that you're getting this cool experience and like going to take all these behind the scenes photos. Like I am very crazy when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know, like if you're going to take a picture, great. Let me see the picture first and let me make sure with the production that it's okay to post said picture. You know what I mean? I'm very mm-hmm. particular with like making sure that the client feels like they're not being exposed, you know? Yeah. Um, and that they're being respected. Yeah. And my girl is really great when it comes to that. Um, That's so true. I didn't even think about that. That's so true. With all the celebrities you've worked with, do you have like a favorite shoot you did or event with someone? And what was that about? Oh, gosh. Um, I know that's always a tough one, especially since you've been doing it for so long. Yeah. um, Or you can tell us a few. (laughs) I mean, I... I love, I work with HGTV on a couple of different shows and I just yeah. love those clients. And those I know I saw Christina, yeah, what is it she's called? Great. The show it's here? Christina in the country. In the country. That's right. Yeah. That one's been really great. And then we work with another client, um, Jasmine, and she's been amazing. Like I've, I literally was pregnant with my youngest when I first started working with her and he's seven now and we're still like Aww. doing all of her stuff and I love it. And it feels really sweet to like have that kind of loyalty too. Yeah. You know, it feels like 
I don't know. I just, I don't take that for granted that a totally. client would trust us that long. And even the fact that like, I'm now here and she's still trusting like my team to fill in for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, let's see what else. I don't know. Gosh, I feel like this is what happens. Like someone the other day was like, who all have you worked on? And I'm always like, uh, and then my, my husband's <laughs> like, the one who's like, you're, you know, it just always feels funny. Um, I got, I got to do something cool with like the CMAs last year. Oh, and cool. so, I mean, it was, it was just like very minimal, like touch-ups here and there. like, if they needed it, but like literally every country person that you can think of, like came rolling through that room. That's so that cool. It was just kind of fun just to like, yeah. even, like, even for the ones who I didn't like touch up, like just to like see them in their element and like, yeah, watch them in action. It was really cool. I yeah. just love watching people like shine in their like strengths, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was a cool experience. The bachelor stuff was always so fun. Um, I was like, we were like, we did like original, like OG, like bachelor. Franchise. I was going to say that was like their heyday, like yeah. 10, 13 years ago. That's when all of us were watching yeah. and everyone knew every, all mm-hmm. the character, you know, all the people on it. Yeah. Emily Maynard was who I worked with uh, a so few cool. times and I just love her. She's just so like real. And yeah. I got to, I've done like real housewives, lots of reality stuff. Yeah. Um, my client Lydia was amazing. She still is sweet friend. Yeah. Um, so do all those women have glam all the time? No, I, I wouldn't say all the time, but definitely oh, okay. like on like shooting days, you know, but yeah, even yeah. like sometimes yeah. like some of the days they would just do themselves. But if they um, were going to like a party on the show or whatever, yeah. then yeah. 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 Do you, I feel like makeup and hair is like so personal. I mean, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. of my hair. Like I have naturally curly hair. I'm Persian. I feel like most people don't know how to handle my hair or do, or like they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) So I usually end up leaving and I'm like, "Eh, I could have done it better myself. You know, like I'm so picky. Do you ever get those clients or those people where you're like, they look amazing. You love what you did, but they don't like it. And then you have to go back and be like, Oh yeah. What is it that you're envisioning? Is that must be so hard. Okay. So it's the way that I totally, the way I get through this, my husband actually like blew my mind and like changed my life forever because in the beginning I would take it so personal, right? Like if yeah. you do something that you're really proud of and someone else doesn't like see it the same way you want, you almost take it like personally. Right. And so I would come home and I'd be like, I don't know, but they like made me change, you know, X, Y, Z. And one day my husband was like, babe, you love sushi and not everyone loves sushi, but that doesn't make sushi bad. Yeah. And I literally was like, what? <laughs> and so it's totally true. Like just because someone doesn't like what you did, yeah. it doesn't mean it was bad. It's just personal preference. And so I think that that's really what has helped like the success of our business too, is that I've like talked about this with my girls as well. Like you go in there and everything is a personal preference, right? So like if someone wants something changed, you change it and you be happy to do it and you don't make them feel bad for doing it. There's definitely like, you know, levels of guidance where you're like, Hey, you know, you wanted this specific look. So just know that if we add this giant, you know, thick black liquid liner to your eye, it's no longer going to feel like no makeup, makeup, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, as long as you're okay. So like, you kind of like walk them through some of the personal requests, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it's personal preference. And I still, especially with weddings, the thing that we find, you know, I had a planner tell me one time, um, 
on a wedding day, hair and makeup is the last thing that a client can change or have mm. control over. So it's the thing that they're going to freak out about, especially yeah. people who have like type A personalities. Yeah. Um, when they get nervous, it's like they need something to like kind of zone in on. And so it's just like kind of figuring out like how to work through that with a person based on their like personality. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like it's like guiding them. Like, you know, everyone has, has, has a specific thing about either eyebrows, eyeliner. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are really like the two things that people are most particular about. So I definitely have no problem being like, Hey, you know what? Like if you have a specific way that you do your eyeliner every single day, like, why don't you do your eyeliner? Yeah. And if something goes wrong, like I'll fix it for you, but like, go ahead. Like you do your eyeliner. Cause I think it's going to make you feel better. Yeah. To have that like personal, um, like touch of doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. And also like you've done it a hundred times and this is my second time doing your eyeliner. Right. You know what I mean? So like, you're probably going to get it in the spot that I might see different, you know? Um, so I think it's just like a matter of working, uh, cautiously and, yeah. you know, um, I'm sure sometimes too, they're like, Oh, I need a little more coverage or whatever. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. And you're like, tap, tap, tap. And you're like, I'm actually yeah. not doing anything, but they, they're happy that I, you know, oh, on them some 100% more. times. That's exactly what it is. It's like a confidence thing where you're, it's like, I just need that security blanket of yeah. knowing that you've done, you know, I get that all the time with like, you know, in it, there's sometimes there's something that you need to change that yeah. you might not have seen. Like I, that's why I always take a picture and it's not because I want to post something to Instagram. It's because when you look back at the picture, you might see like yeah. a hair that's out of whack that like you didn't see to the naked eye. Um, and so I just feel like I, like, I always kind of like take a step back and I see like what it is that they're wanting to like have change. And as long as you listen really intently on like what they want from the beginning, then you can kind of guide them through like, yeah, we can make this change or you can make this change as, and you can kind of tell them, you know, like just, just to reiterate, like from the beginning, you, you mentioned you wanted it like this, which is great. If you want to change that to this, just know it might take you away from, you know, yeah, you know, the original, original idea. Whatever, but. Gosh, it must be so hard because you have to work on your craft and your talent all the time. And then you also have to do the business side of it, which is completely mm-hmm. separate, like marketing and the numbers and all the things. And then you also have to almost have like the customer support, the psychology behind it, where like you're making them feel comfortable and beautiful yeah. and heard and seen and all mm-hmm. the things like it's just so many hats to wear all at once well, it's so hair hard and makeup I always say is emotional you know yeah. like it's personal and it's emotional and that's why I don't work in a salon you know all my girls work in salons and they're great at it for me like if if you don't love your hair style I can take it down and we can redo it in you know a yeah. minutes if you don't like your color like you need to give me another three hours of yeah. your life. I am, I personally emotionally could not handle that pressure. Yeah. It's um, hard. But when it comes to like, but even still like with just like styling and updos and um, with makeup, it's still so personal and so yeah. emotional for people. Oh, I'm sure. You Especially know, on the wedding day. It's like, you're always mm-hmm. thinking like these pictures are forever. And like, we always mm-hmm. make it such a bigger deal yeah. than maybe it is. But yeah, that's a it's lot of hard pressure too nowadays with, you know, the filters and all of the things that you're seeing on Instagram, like once a year I have, I get like fed up with it. Yeah. And I like make a post where I'm like, 
we have a responsibility and a duty to these young girls. I'm raising three boys, yeah. you know, men who are going to like need to, or who need to learn how to respect women for like who they are and where they're at. And it's like, look at these pressures and these standards that we're putting out there. Like even like some makeup artists who like filter their stuff before they post it. It's like, if you, and I get really frustrated with it because if it's not good enough to post without face tuning it, mm -hmm. then don't post it. But yeah. like, then what happens is clients will bring you that picture and say, I want this. And it's like, that's great. But this picture is not has real. no yeah. skin texture, no pores. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I can't make you look like that unless I did your makeup, took a picture and then filtered it, you know? Yeah. And it's just so sad, this expectation that girls, that's why I like this whole new movement of like French makeup and no makeup makeup and yeah. just skin forward makeup is just like, Oh, I'm loving so it too. I was actually going to ask you, so I know nothing about makeup. I've been doing the same makeup since I was not, I was actually not allowed to wear makeup in high school until senior year. My mom was really strict. So yeah. I started doing makeup and it was very minimal. It would be like mascara or like whatever. Yeah. So like I didn't really learn makeup, but then I feel like we went into this generation of the, the YouTube videos of how to do the Kim Kardashian contouring mm -hmm. where it's like, you're putting mm -hmm. brown on your face and pink and beige. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to do all that either. Mm -hmm. I literally just want to look clean, awake, mm -hmm. beautiful. And like you said, the, the naked, the, the no makeup look. Yeah. So it's like, what advice do you have for someone like me? That's like, I just want to look my best with my features, where do we mm -hmm. go for this kind of, I guess, learning yeah. advice, I, products? Yeah. I think that skincare is like the start of it all. So if you get your good regimen of your skincare and you get your skin looking really, really good and fresh and, so um, what, know, what are your favorite skincare products? Oh gosh. Okay. So or like I'm just a few must have really bad at this because literally if someone is like, Hey, I just tried this new product. I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like you should see my bathroom. I have lazy Susans and they're just like I full. And I know that you, you know, technically you should be using a product for so long so that you can actually see the effects of it. But I just love skincare so much. But it's so but fun to play. I was actually just listening to Molly Sims podcast. It's like a beauty podcast. Mm -hmm. And her guest was saying that they have a beauty closet where they yeah. have all their products, different makeups, everything they test, masks, you name it. Yeah. And she's like, every once in a while, I just go in there and I need a new product because it just makes yeah. me feel good and like to yep. change it up. And I'm like, that's yeah. genius. <laughs> okay. So my three top like favorite. I mean, it also depends on like what you're looking for, like the purpose of what you're using it for. Um, I love a brand called DMK. Um, <laughs> it, I use their, like, they have two different serums for like pigmentation. I use those and I love their moisturizer. I love their face wash. I get that from my facialist here in Tennessee. Uh, she's amazing from Skinology. I was gonna um, say, where do you go? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cassie from Skinology. Okay. Um, and then I also love Tatcha, which is, I believe a Korean brand. I think that's Korean brand. Okay. It is like every time I use any of their products, it just feels so luxurious is the way I would describe it. Even though that sounds, I feel like silly saying it like that, but it really does. Like yeah. their dewy, their dewy skin, uh, moisturizer is like so thick thick and creamy and you put it on your skin and you're just like, ugh, instant hydration. Yeah. Is that what um, you're wearing right now? Cause you're totally glowing. 
Thank you. Um, right now I have on, um, I never know how to say it. S A I E. Say, 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 I don't okay. know. It's a brand. I've never heard of it. Okay. Um, I have their tinted moisturizer on. Well, that's and what then, I was going to ask you. A good tinted moisturizer. Okay. So yeah, you like I feel that like one. That's all I really use. Like the most coverage I on a, per- like I, on a day-to-day basis, I do tinted moisturizer, a cheek, a highlight and mascara. That's all I use. So and when you do my- the tinted moisturizer, do you still do concealer? Because what about the bags under your eyes? <laughs> That's always my issue. I, I, yeah. So my like skin, my makeup routine is tinted moisturizer. I either use the, I'm going to look it up because I know I'm saying it totally wrong. Okay. Um, I love it. Cosmetics bye-bye pores. That one's a little bit more of like a full coverage. Um, okay found like tinted moisturizer. They have like a BB cream and a CC cream, but I love their bye-bye foundation, which has a okay. color coverage. And then I use the, yeah, say S A I E. Okay. They have a tinted moisturizer that I use. That's a little bit less coverage, but it just feels really like kind of silky when it goes on your skin. Mm, I love so that. Sometimes I'll combine them and I'll do that like in my T zone. And then I'll do the like bye-bye foundation, like more along, I have some like hyperpigmentation, like along, like my, like outside, like the perimeter of my face. So I just kind of like treat it where it's needed. Um, if I use a concealer, I use the it cosmetics bye-bye under eye. Okay. So good. And teeny tiniest bit goes a long ways. And I just use it like in the corner of my eyes, the inside corner and the outside corner, and I'll blend the inside corner down towards like the bridge of my nose. Um, I don't go like all the way across. Oh, interesting. Cause that just can feel really heavy. Whereas yeah. doing it on the inside corner and then like on the outside corner, moving up, it okay. will lift and it gives like a lifting, um, look. And then for my cheeks, I've been using merit beauty. They have like okay. these little cheek sticks. Oh my gosh. They're so good and creamy. And I just kind of like pat them on. And then I use Charlotte Tilbury's highlighter. Um, and then I'll, I'll either use like a lip oil, like a tinted lip oil or Tatcha has a, I think it's called kiss you lip and it's like the thickest mask. And I'll do that like, um, before bed and I'll do that in the morning, like heading out the day. I mean, obviously like wears off, but yeah. it's just so like hydrating. Mm-hmm. And then my biggest trick for looking dewy is I'll take a little facial oil I use, um, it's a brand called face atelier. Um, I use her, it's called holy oil. And I just take a tiny bit and I like, you know, emulsify it between my hands. And then I just press it into my skin, like along my cheekbones, mm-hmm. my forehead, a little bit on my chin. And then I spritz my face with like a hydrosol of some sort, oh, like, wow. a, like a rose water spray or something. And then your face just feels hydrated. But I also love like a I mean, sometimes I'll walk out and my husband will be like, your face looks wet. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wonderful, you know, but I just love like, a do you have drier skin. skin naturally? You know, I go, it goes through seasons. Mm, um, yeah. so I will get a little dry. Um, when that happens, I just dermaplane my face and oh, I interesting. Okay. afterwards. I feel like we need to get you to do like a makeup hair class for us yeah. here in Nashville oh, yeah. and literally go over all of this in yeah. person and like give oh, us, yeah. I swear, I feel like every woman I know is like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I literally don't know what I'm doing. I have these products I think are good. You're going to, you're, you're going to, you're going to die. I, when I started wearing makeup, I went to Mac 
And I was like, tell me what to do. And obviously, you know how Mac was back then. Uh And I still use their foundation to this day, which is horrible. It's like Like, so thick. It's like, it's horrible. Well, I do like the studio fix powder. So I'm, you know, which just so you know, was literally created for under lights in the studio. Right. And it, and I, I feel like it's so heavy. It's heavy. It sucks. It does nothing. I mean, it's and, great. It's great for coverage, but it is heavy to use on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I feel like that's where I get stuck. Cause I'm scared. I'm going to go too light and then feel like it's mm-hmm. not covering like blemishes yeah. or imperfections. Yeah. So that, but um, I know, it's I know like, I keep talking about oh. it cosmetics, but I really do love their brand. Um, but they have a bye-bye pores powder. It's like you can do a packed powder or a loose powder. It's so good. And it literally like erases. So your tell face. me the difference between a powder and liquid that has for foundation that has always confused me. Which way do we go? Or does it matter on your skin type? Sure. I tend to always gravitate towards a liquid foundation because texture wise, I think that it gives the most skin like mm, texture. Okay. And I think a powder is best suited for setting, you know, I mean, if you're really, and here's the thing, people get confused between oily skin and dewy skin. Cause they're not the same. And I think that people also get afraid of like figuring out how to balance out their oil and their skin, because, you know, I love oil cleansing and people freak out about it. Cause like, Oh no, no, no. I'll never put oil on my face because I am oily. And I'm like, yes, but it, there's like an overproduction of oil happening on your skin. So if you were to put oil on it, it can balance out the like sebaceous gland that's actually producing the oil in your face. And you might find great results from it. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, obviously I'm not a doctor, so it's trial and error and you got to do what you have to do. That's best suited for your skin. But I just find that incorporating oils into your skincare regimen does a really nice job of like balancing out your skin. Um, but yeah, I like, a I, if I'm going to, if I were to use a powdered foundation, I would stick probably just to the T zone mm, and do it okay. there. That's ten, that tends to be where people are the most oily. Um, but do some people on, do a combination or no? I mean, I think you could. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. I feel like there's no right or wrong when it comes to makeup, as long as like you're getting the end result that you desire, you know, like in school, they were like, Oh, well, you're getting a C because you put the blush on at the wrong time. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Right. Like who cares? (laughs) Who cares when I put the blush on? Like just, it looks great, you know? Um, but yeah, I think I tend to go more towards like a liquid and then I usually will set with a powder. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like a loose powder because I feel like you, um, get more, yeah. Uh, coverage from it, but with a packed powder, it's a little bit easier to control. You just always want to like tap off your brush. Whenever you put it into powder packed or loose, you want to tap it. So then you're not putting like clumps of yeah um, the product all in know, one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my God. Okay. One more question on the makeup sure. that I never understood when you do bronzer or blush, do you go straight across the nose? Do you do the sides? I had someone tell me I was doing it wrong one time. And I was like, I just do it where I think naturally the sun hits. Well, so you always have to think of it like this highlight where you want to, um, bring out a feature, Mm -hmm. 
contour or bronze where you want to shrink in a feature. Oh, so, so that's like why they were saying on the sides like of the carving. nose. Right. But it depends, right? Like if you don't want your nose to look thinner, then mm. why would you contour down the sides of your nose? Right. So like if you're just trying to fix like the, the front of your nose, like the tip of your nose, then just contour on the tip of your nose or just go like across the bridge of your nose or slightly down mm-hmm. the center of your nose. But if you don't want to draw your nose in, then yeah, don't contour right. down the sides of your nose. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you think of contouring as carving. Um, and I think too, you know, I, what I love right now is like less is more with this new trend of makeup. Yeah. Like if you follow any like French makeup artists, you will just love it. They're all their stuff is like skin forward and like skin enhancing beauty products. Right. So like, I'm going to use this foundation. That's also going to help with my anti-aging. It's all like the best yeah. products that they're using too. But you know, a lot of it's more of like trying to lift your face, um, and, and I don't feel like that's like age exclusive. Like I, I feel like the young girls are doing the same applications, right? So it's like, instead of doing your contouring down here, like at the temple or not the yeah. temple, but like at the center of your ears, people are bringing it up a little bit more closer to their mm. temple. Then they're doing like more of like a C shape around their eye with like mm-hmm. highlighters and blushes to kind of draw oh, the face interesting. upwards. Yeah. Um, Do you I did- smile when you put it on? <laughs> No, because I'm not really bringing my blush as much to the the apples of my cheek anymore. I'm kind of trying to keep most of my blush back here. So that makes my face look like it's, but I'm also Italian and I get very carried away with my blush because in the back of my head, I hear my aunt telling me that I don't have enough blush on. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm the same. I like just start going. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember Um, my mom, my grandmother being like, you know, you look sick, like put some, put some color on your lips and where's your cheeks. Yeah, Yeah. Always. (laughs) Um, it's funny too, cause I have done like a, like a girl's night where I did like a five minute face and I went through everyone's like makeup bags. Um, I do, I want to start doing that more. I feel I like also, you total, if you do that, I'm coming. I think you're going to look at my makeup bag and be like, honey, we're throwing away all of it. <laughs> well, also over. I think people don't realize that makeup expires. So a lot of people should actually throw away their Oh makeup. my goodness. Like mascara. I have eyeshadow from like 15 years ago. Oh no, no, oh. no. <laughs> That is for sure. It's been better days. Oh my um, Okay. You've, in, you've so encouraged funny. me to clean out my makeup bag. That is hilarious. So These are the things you well, yes. I don't really wear eyeshadow. So it's like, I mean, I don't either. And I do think that like some of these like really nice brands, they're starting to make like travel sizes. Right. So, so for someone yeah. like you, you don't need the whole large nine piece yeah. palette. Like you could get the individual shadow or you get two shadows and then that's like all you need. Yeah. I do think like investing in like some good products. You don't need, you know, the high-end products for everything, but investing in some like really nice products that's longer lasting, the the feel and texture of it, you can notice the difference. Yeah. Like mascara, I feel like you can use whatever. I mean, I use in my kit and I literally buy it from my supplier, my beauty supplier in LA and I use Maybelline um waterproof. Oh, like okay. Green, green yeah. and pink one. That's what I use on my, my clients. That and was I've like the OG from the OG, but no, one I don't know when ever... you went to high school, but when I was in high school, <laughs> oh yeah. One that and wet and wild, I called it nine, nine, nine lip liner because otherwise I would be a heathen if I called it six, 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 but that was my favorite. I actually kind of want to go back and buy that lip liner. Cause it was the best lip liner color ever. 
I know. And um, what do you think about like the nineties coming back with like the blue eyeshadows and <laughs> well, I mean, I love playing with color. Like I think you can, I did like a really beautiful blue eye color on a girl the other day and it, with her skin tone, it was so beautiful and subtle and like, you can do it. So it feels timeless. Yeah. What I cannot get on board is I saw someone the other day say like, I'm starting to love like seeing the thin brows come back and I'm like, no, hard, no. hardest, no yeah. full stop. Like do not. I remember yeah, we used no. to do like the nude lip that was like basically white. Oh yeah. Oh, one, there was a lady who like, it was like white frosty and I, I still have like nightmares about it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like that. And I, I don't, I never love the overlining of the lips. Like it makes girls look like they have a mustache. I don't, I love never that. like that either. I don't even like lipstick to be honest. I'm so basic. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so the bronzer is out. I feel like we're doing more peachy colors and pinks. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like skin tone too. Like you know, people will be like, I can't wear peach because my skin tone. I'm like, well, it just depends on the undertone of the peach you're mm. using, you know? So it's like everyone can get away with a pink or a peach or a red lip. Just yeah. you have to look, work on the undertone that you're using. Um, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Makes like sense. I never, I feel I, like you have to play with so many different colors, products, brands till you mm-hmm. figure out what mm-hmm. grooves with your skin. For right. Sure. And I think I definitely am like, you do you. Like if it makes you happy and yeah. you, and people are telling you you're supposed to wear pink and you want to wear peach, wear your peach and wear it proud. That's like, so I just feel yeah. like I, I hate this, like cookie cutter. Everyone's looking the same. Everyone's dressing the same. Everyone's filtering their faces the same. It's like, no, just like do what makes you happy Yeah, and like take care of your skin. It's so true. I know <laughs> and all know those I mean? filters look the same. It's horrible. Oh, Big lips, so small nose. Like, yeah. yeah, I agree. Okay. So let's talk about hair. Mm-hmm. What are like your tips for hair? What are your do's don'ts? What have you seen that you're like, please stop doing this or everyone needs to get on board with this. Yeah. Um, I would say like people who go to bed with their hair wet, like definitely stop doing that. It's so damaging for your hair. It can yeah. create it's breakage, hair, right? It's breakage. Yeah. yeah. All of that. Um, if you wear, I love wearing necklaces. I take them off every single night. Do not go to sleep in your necklaces or you will mm. start seeing that you have short hairs at the nape of your neck because <gasps> it's going to cut your hair. So oh. I will be styling someone's hair and I'll pull it up and they'll have all these like short little guys down mm. the back around their nape of their neck. And I'm like, Hey, do you normally wear a necklace every day and like sleep in it? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, just so you know, there's like a significant section of your hair hair that's like definitely like cut, you know? Um, one of my best like tricks I feel like is, um, utilizing dry shampoo at the right time. So I'm like a big, I don't wash my hair. I have very coarse hair and I don't, and it can get really dry feeling. So I don't wash it all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm probably like a maybe two time a week or type of person. Yeah. Um, so what I do is I, before I go to bed every night, I use a dry shampoo around the perimeter of my hair and -hmm. down my like scalp line or not scalp line, my um, part line. And then I'll take like a couple sections, like going away from my part line and just spray a little bit there too. You just kind of like work it in, or you can even just like leave it. Like sometimes depending on your dry shampoo, um, you should try and find one that's like butane free, but it's very hard. Um, sometimes I'll even let the white powder just like sit and I Mm -hmm. go to sleep. And then when I wake up in the morning, my hair is not greasy. It's because as you sleep, yeah. it's absorbing. And I think people wait for their hair to get oily and then mm. try to use the dry shampoo. And it's like, no, as soon as you're done blow drying your hair, or as soon as your hair has 
dried naturally get get it with the dry shampoo oh, interesting. And you get okay. so much more time out of your hair yeah um, I'm not a dry shampoo person I've, ne- I've never done it but I don't I also don't wash my hair very often it's like once mm-hmm. a week but I, yeah. I'm more like five days now because I work out every day so it's yeah, too, me too. too me hard too. to make That's it why... to day seven yeah. <laughs> you know, I, ha- I literally have to like I plan it out and I'm like okay so from this day and this day I'm gonna definitely wear a sleek back bun because yeah oh yeah the last day I'm in a sleek back bun or messy bun for sure Mm -hmm. sometimes a low ponytail but like yeah Yeah. the last day that's it but like this is gosh I washed my hair Wednesday and it's Monday yeah that's great so like but but going back to the oil you were talking about on the face I feel like it's the same with your your scalp and it's Mm -hmm. like I have friends that wash their hair every day and I'm like well you're making you're producing more oil because you're washing Mm -hmm. it out every day where Mm -hmm. my body it's like at a it's at a depletion and it's like oh gosh we need to like get this going because you're drying me out here you know yeah yeah it's for sure balance um I mean you and you also you don't want to go too long where your hair is starting to look like wet because now you're going to start getting like you got it. You do have to shampoo out like toxins and stuff, you know, and, um, and if you, you're going to, you could get clogged, you know, ducks and things like that. So yeah. You do you shampoo twice when you do it? I do. So do most I. people don't notice shampoo twice. Yeah. I, I do two, sometimes three. Like if I yeah. make it to day seven, I'm like, Oh, I'm going yeah. for three washes. Yeah. Like once every, probably like three weeks I use like a, um, a rinse that, um, like a vinegar rinse. Just oh, interesting. Kind of like, like a normal uh, vinegar from your kitchen? No, I use, what is, why am I not? Because I can't think anymore. No, it's okay. It takes, it takes <laughs> up. What happens when you're a that. mom and have a business? Um, it's the, you know what I'm trying to say? Clarifying. Thank you. Yep. Oh, clarifying, clarifying shampoo. Clarifying shampoo. Not vinegar. A clarifying oh, okay. Shampoo. I was like, I mean, sometimes wait, they this have sounds like very on. organic. You can make, my alley. You can make them. Yeah. You can make them out of yourself. And sometimes they do have vinegar, but I buy, I use a clarifying shampoo and I use that like once every three weeks just to like get it out. I'm also on well water. So I have, I use, a, um, like specific hard water, um, shampoo, oh, like once a month. Too. Yeah. But I do feel like that just instantly strips system. my, I mean, I do too, but it's I still, still get scared. I don't yeah. know. I get, I don't know. I'm just paranoid yeah. about it. Yeah. My hair turns brassy so fast. So I have to like really. Okay. Those are good tips. What sure. do you have favorite products for the hair in general? Um, gosh, I use, um, I love surface dry shampoo. Okay. Um, it goes on clear. I love Amika humidity spray. Um, I just feel like it does such a good job out here. Um, and then I love a brand named AG. They have a tasseled texture spray and it's so good. Um, and what does texture spray do? Cause I never understood that. It gives like a little grip to your hair, right? Mm-hmm. So like if your hair is really soft and like, I've just curled my hair and it's just looking a little too perfect. I'll yeah. spray a little texture in there just to add a little body to it. It gives it a little grit, separates out the hair a little bit. I also love like herbivore has a sea salt spray. Um, I'll spray that in my hair sometimes, which can get kind of drying. So you want to kind of, you know, if you're putting salt in your hair, you want to, yeah. um, and you spray it all over and just don't touch I it. I do like, I do a little bit and then I just kind of like rub my hands or oh, bring my fingers through my okay. hair. And that'll, that will be really good for like when I want beachy waves, I do like a sea salt spray of some sort. And then I rub, I drop, I literally can't talk. I bring my no. <laughs> fingers through my hair and it just kind of separates out the curls a little bit. Yeah. Them a little bit more. 
I love um, that. Do you have any like do's and don'ts for events? Let's say not just weddings, but red carpet yeah. or special events, galas, yeah. photo I would shoots. Say, I would say be practical is the biggest thing. And I feel like that's where people like they have their mindset on like this Pinterest or Instagram yeah. or whatever, like look that they are, you know, dead set on. And it's like, great, but it's raining outside. So like maybe a down hairstyle is a wonderful idea because it's raining or like you're in Tennessee in the dead of summer mm-hmm. and your hair is naturally curly and you want a sleek look. Yeah. Having your hair down is not the right move. Like if you want a sleek look, let's do a sleek pony or a sleek bun because no matter what I do, you just can't fight the elements, right? So the minute you walk outside, if you have natural curly hair, when it hits the moisture, no matter like what I use, I mean, Chris um, Appleton, he's a hairstylist. He definitely just posted a product and he like put a steamer against the hair and the hair. Oh yeah. Is that, that's Kim Kardashian's hairstylist, right? And so I'm definitely like, okay, whatever that product is, I definitely want to like try it out. I always get like, or his line is called wow hair. Mm -hmm. And I use his spray for blow drying and it does work. Okay. It keeps it sleek and less frizzy. I've never like poured water on my head and seen it like that, but right. But I just think like, and, or like someone will be like, I really want to put my like huge head of hair down all day, but I'm like a really big sweater. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. well, but the minute you start sweating, all of your hair underneath is going to be affected. Yeah. Period. You know? So I just think being practical is like my yeah. best advice for people. Or like if you're going to an event and you want a specific look for your hair and your makeup, then find people. Like if you're fair skinned blonde, bleach blonde, don't bring Kim Kardashian's picture for your inspiration because she has darker skin and dark hair. And it's just not going to look the same. Like those colors and tones and all that is not going to translate the same. And then vice versa. If you have like virgin long, no layer, super, um, like soft hair, don't bring a style to someone that's like on a bleached blonde person's hair because their hair is going to 100% do anything you want because it's dead versus, you know, your hair, which is virgin and like so soft and healthy. And it's just not going to do the same. So true. I I think about that. Yeah. Practical in that sense and making sure that you're expectations. Sometimes I feel, yeah. Sometimes I feel like the, the looks that look good on blondes Mm -hmm. look good on me because I'm a brunette because when they do like braids or like cool yeah you can see it and then you do it on my hair and I'm like you can't even see what you did because there's no I don't have any highlights I don't nothing like this is basically my virgin color even though I do dye my roots now (laughs) I'm going gray (laughs) guys just so you know okay that's okay um oh my gosh I I think too like understanding like if you're hiring a professional that you trust you know it's harder when you um, my dog is scratching the window, trying to get into the house. Sorry about that. No, I can't. Um, we still can't hear any of that. <laughs> yeah, good. When you are hiring a professional that you trust, like trust their advice, you know, like yeah. they're not going to steer you in the wrong direction. They don't want you to look bad for sure. You know, like yeah. it's their work. Yeah. So just like kind of like really hearing what they have to say instead of being like so set in your ways, because that they're the ones that are like the expertise in that, in that area, you know? Yeah. And so I just think it's kind of important in that sense to like, kind so of listen, true. you know, 
Yeah, I love but, that. I mean, at the end of the and like too, like I'll use words, right? Someone will bring me a look and I'll be like, okay, so this is a very like romantic feeling look. And while your hair won't do this, we could do this option, which still gives you that feeling, mm, that vibe, even though it's a different style. You know what I mean? Like we can still get elements of like that romantic or the elements of that sexy like style. Yeah. You know? I feel like it's important. That's so smart to go into it and say like, this is the look I want versus mm-hmm. do this hair or do this makeup. Right. I think that's right. really, I never thought about it that way, but that's smart to be like, this is what, this is the vibe I want. Yeah. Um, one last question on hair. I know we're running, we're like way out of time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we just, I just love hearing all of your advice on all the things. <laughs> um, I feel like that very volumed Victoria's secret hair is coming back. I've always loved that type of hair. Mm-hmm. What's your advice for getting that volume? And it's really kind of different than what we've been doing the last couple of decades. Yeah. Lots of people want like the beachy waves, you know? Um, and I love that too. I think you're, you're depending on your hair texture and type, um, having like a really nice blowout, putting like good products in there. That's going to help a style hold, um, or setting your hair in big curlers, like away from your face, Mm -hmm. um, and, and really giving your hair time to cool. That's the biggest thing. Like people, Mm want to like rush through it. And it's like your hair, like literally needs time to bond, like to get as it cools so that it can actually set into that style. Um, do you have rollers that you love? Like I have micro rollers and I have all different sizes just because I never know Mm. what a client's going to ask for. What was Um, it called? just, I just have like regular Velcro cold rollers. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. I think mine are like dry bar. Yeah. yeah, rollers. yeah. You know, they're not like heated up or anything like that. Um, because you don't really necessarily need them. Like if I get it into a roller and I hit it with like heat and yeah. let it go. And then I just let like, you know, release let the it heat sit. and let it yeah. cool and set. My problem um, with those rollers is it makes my hair staticky. Is that normal? No, I think that's because of the fabric of the roller. But if you put some kind of like a cream or like heat protectant oh, into your okay. hair, better product. And then also like afterwards, like hit it with like a humidity spray of some sort. I also love Arnco has like a pomade stick. It looks like a little miniature deodorant stick. And that's mm-hmm. really good to like kind of get onto the tips of your fingers and you can kind of like run your oh, fingers. Yeah, those flyaways. Yeah. All of the flyaways. And it's not super greasy. I mean, unless you overuse it. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing too, is once your hair is styled, keep your hands out of it Yeah, because you're going to transfer oil into your hair if you touch yeah. your hair over and over again. And that's something that I always run into. Like I, you know, especially with my, my like wedding clients or like red carpet clients, we usually like stick around and shadow yeah. and I'll literally be like, get your hands out of your hair. And like, you know, I'll literally look at them and be like, stop it. You know? Yeah. Cause it's like, the more you touch your hair, the more greasy it's going to get, and then it's, it's so gonna true. Fall. This is why I couldn't do bangs. Cause I hated having something on my face and I had to keep, yeah. like, I kept wanting to yeah. go like, like touch it. And it was horrible. Yeah. I'm not, a, I can't so do bangs. Yeah. I know. And now right now we're getting into that season where you want, you want, you try telling yourself that you want the bang. Oh, I know. Well, I didn't, I did. Ball bang. rolls in and I'm like, mm, yeah, I, I did bangs last September. 
And I love them. They were so cute on me, but I couldn't do it. I like, but halfway through the day, I had to pin them back every single day. Well, I think people in their minds are like, well, I'm going to get bangs because then I don't have to think about my hair. And it's like, oh girl, you have no idea the commitment in time that you are just setting yourself up for. Like I would wake up in the morning with bangs and I would look, I don't know if you've seen Princess Bride, but I would look like a Nigo Montoya. Like my bangs would be straight (laughs) up in the air and my husband would be like, what is happening? And it's like, you have bangs. And you have just added like a whole routine to your. Yeah, and then you have to get them wet and blow dry oh, them the and style them the every day. Thing. And yeah, I agree. And I'm the same with my hair being shorter. The shorter my hair, the more work. The longer my hair, mm-hmm. it just it's fine. Totally, it like weighs it down or something. It's true. It's true. Oh my gosh. Okay, so tell us what's next. Do you have anything exciting coming up or? I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm traveling a little bit more, and then um, I'm gonna I'm working on a program for like teens, young girls and teens. Um, I don't know hundred percent what it's going to look like yet, but I would love to provide like opportunities for girls to like, learn how to put makeup on themselves, how to like properly care for their skin and just how to like really feel confident in not having to cover themselves up with makeup. And I also would love for like a, a part of that to like, kind of, um, like provide access to girls who like might not have like access to products and things like that, you yeah. know, or have positive like role models in their life. And I just like want to be like a woman who speaks life into yeah. young girls. Um, I, you know, I love have, that. I have all boys and I just always am like joking with my girlfriends, like, Hey, like anytime your girls are like ready to start wearing makeup, like send them to me and yeah. I will sit down and- <laughs> And then we started like joking about it. And then I started talking to my husband and I'm like, I would really love to just kind of like start some kind of program that like, kind of, I don't know what, I don't know what it's going to look like just yet, but I love that so much. That's, that's genius. And so sweet. Mm -hmm. I mean, the world is trying to tell all these girls that they're not enough. Yeah. And so I just feel like having like practical, like hands-on experience with another woman to, you know, emphasize like probably what they're already hearing at home, you know, like you are enough and it's coming from someone different than like their mom or their close family or whatever, you know, I don't know. I love that. I also feel like a lot of times when we ask for advice on makeup, like when I first went to Mac, you know, that senior year Mm -hmm. of high school, the first thing they would do is point out like the imperfections. Like this is how you cover up your dark circles. This is how you make your nose smaller or whatever. And it's like, it would be so sweet to have someone like you that can point out, you know, these are your best features. This is how you right. highlight your features. This exactly. is how you keep it natural and subtle, but you can still right. enhance like your beautiful blue eyes or whatever right. it may be. Right. So I love that so Our much. Our industry is so quick to make everyone look the same. And I hate it. That too. It's like, yeah. I always tell my boys that, right? Like difference is what makes the world beautiful. You know, and if we're wiping away all of our differences, like what is left? Like cookie cutter? Like that's boring. I agree. I love this so much. Tell everyone where can they follow you, find you and see your journey, use your service, all the things. Um, my Instagram is 1011 makeup and hair. It's one zero one one. Um, my, I mean, my website, 1011 makeup and hair.com. I don't have a TikTok. I don't I either. Should. I just can't. <laughs> I just already feel so busy and I just don't want one more thing to take me away from my boys. Um, 
And we have teams in California and we have teams in Nashville, Tennessee. We are available worldwide and love traveling, doing destination stuff. We've gotten to do some pretty cool places. If anyone's going to Europe, I would love to be there for you. Put that out there. Yeah, right. Take <laughs> me goal. to Italy and Bali <laughs> and yes. Mykonos, please. And- <laughs> yeah, that's my goal for next year. Every year I come out with like some kind of like random goal. Like one year it was like, see my work up on a billboard. And every year I've said it out loud, those things have come to fruition. I love so that. I told my husband, I'm like, Europe, we are going to Europe next year. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I just told my husband that we need to go renew everyone's passports because I'm ready to just go international again. Like we've yeah. just been pausing because of all the COVID crap and all the restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to yeah. deal with like yeah. testing positive overseas. Yeah. <laughs> I've never I'm even ready. been to Europe. So I just like want to get there, you know? Oh yeah. It's amazing. You're, you're going to love yeah. it. Oh my yeah, gosh. I can, love it. You can find me on all those places. Oh my God. Can you hear my son? <laughs> He's playing basketball above us. I can't hear him. Okay, now. good. He's like banging it. around. Oh my God. <laughs> At least you understand with your three boys. <laughs> so funny. I, mean, I love true. it. Well, thank you so much for coming on of and course. taking the time. This has been like, we've learned so much in so many categories. Yay. You're such a um, breath of fresh air. I totally appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Bye guys.